0: Episode. This is going to be another Bible reading episode. In bonus episode number 45, I did a literal or direct reading of the initial portions of the book of Genesis from the Old Testament. In this episode, though, I'm going to do a a less literal and more story-like reading of the initial portions of Genesis. So, as a result, you may find this story-like version more appealing and engaging to your score also be more of a summary style, which means I'll cover more aspects of the Old Testament in each of these Bible episodes. For example, in bonus episode number 45, it took me about 30 minutes to cover the creation, the Garden of Eden, and Cain and Abel, but in this episode I expect to cover the creation, the Garden of Eden, Cain and Abel, and also Noah and the Flood, the Tower of Babel, and start the story of Abraham all within a lovely 30-minute story. (laughs) So, if you listen to both of these episodes, let me know which style you prefer, and that will help me decide which style I'll go with as I continue these Old Testament episodes. You can... Let me know by posting a comment on the Patreon site, or you can send me an email at slipwhispers at gmail.com. Okay, let's begin with the creation. Many, many years ago, there was no sun, no moon, and no people. All was darkness. Then God looked into the darkness and said, Let there be light, and light came. And out of the new light, God created the blue sky, the deep sea, the beautiful grass-covered earth, the plants. the stars that shine like jewels in the sky, in the water he placed the fishes, on the earth the animals, and in the treetops the birds sang their praises. This shall be a home for man, the Creator said. Garden of Eden, a man and a woman, beautiful, good, and pure, to the animals God had given strength and speed and fur for protection. Fishes, fins, and scales. Then man came, and to him was given intelligence, and reason, and power to grow in wisdom. For by these was he to protect himself from the elements, and gain dominion over all of the earth the fishes, the birds, and the animals. Then God blessed everything he had made, for he loved what he had done, and surrounded it with all that was beautiful and good. Of every tree in the garden you may eat, he had said to Adam and Eve, except the tree of knowledge, of good and of evil, of that you cannot eat or you shall die. When Adam and Eve looked out upon the world around them, when they saw the flowers and the grasses, when they heard the splashing of the sunlight waters and the rustling of the soft branches, Their hearts were filled with love for one another, for their home, and for the Father, who had made all this joy for them. For a long time they wandered up and down the Garden of Eden, singing songs, and ready always to hear the voice of God when he spoke to them in the soft winds that played among the treetops how there was a wicked angel named Satan. He had been cast out from heaven, down, down from the blue sky. In his own unhappy home he now dwelt, alone, wretched, and revengeful. When he saw this happy man and woman, so good and pure, Hearts bound and with love to God and joy and right doing. His cruel face grew black. Such happiness shall not last, he said. So he crept into the garden, took on the form of a serpent, and spoke to Eve Eat of the fruit of this. No other. Eat. Don't worry. You won't die. The serpent answered. Then Eve gathered the fruit and ate of it. It was sweet. Even as the serpent had said. She gathered more. And Adam, too, ate of it. Darkness fell on the earth. A great wind arose, thunder rolled, and God drove Adam and Eve out from the Garden of Eden. At the entrance he placed cherubims and a flaming sword, for no one who had sinned could dwell in a land so beautiful and free from sorrow. But God pitied these children of his, sinned against him. He saw that, after long years of suffering, one should be born who would bring back to earth the joy and peace and happiness that had once been theirs had not these parents sinned. So Adam and Eve went out into the world to work and struggle, and build homes for themselves. By and by, two baby boys were born to them named Cain and Abel. Pure and kind and good these children should have been, but now they were born into a world of sin, and of the nature of sin they too partook. When these children were grown Men. Cain hated his brother. He grew sullen and revengeful towards him. The serpent that had tempted Adam and Eve now tempted him. He listened, and one day, when they were at work, the sky, and a voice said, Cain, where is thy brother? Cain trembled with fear, for he knew it was the voice of God, but he raised his wicked face towards the heaven and cried, Why should I know? Am I my brother's keeper? And the voice said, Thou art thy brother's keeper. Then God put a brand on the brow of Cain and drove him forth into the wilderness to be a fugitive and a vagabond. It was many, many years after Adam and Eve were driven out of the Garden of Eden that the flood came. There were thousands of people in the world now, and they were scattered here and there fertile valleys, and along the rivers of the country, far and wide. There were rich farms everywhere, and shepherds watched their flocks on the hillsides. There were towns and cities. Many of them were people dwelt together, and made their laws, and appointed their lawgivers. But in all these years the people had been growing more and more away from the simple, honest life that God had first shown Adam and Eve. They had grown selfish and greedy. They were cruel to each other. They cared nothing for the rights and comforts of the community. More than all this, they had forsaken the simple faith of their fathers, and become worshippers of idols. There was one good man dwelling among these people many, many years before, whose name was Enoch. Now, it wasn't the will of God that Enoch should suffer for the sins of the people. When the flood was about to come on the earth to destroy them, God came and stood by Enoch and said, Come with me. Now there was another good man on the earth, a great grandson of Enoch's, and a man who had never forgotten God, a man who had reared his children always in the simple faith which had been his own. Although God meant to send a flood that should destroy the cities and separate the people so that the wickedness of the earth might be destroyed, still it was not his wish that the race should perish wholly. So again God went down to the earth, said to this good man, whose name was Noah, Build an ark, and into it bring all of your family, and also two of every kind, of bird, and beast, and animal, for a great flood shall come on the earth, and only those in the ark shall be saved. Noah told the people what God had said to him, and Noah urged the people to do likewise. But the people only laughed at him and called him a fool. Noah doubted not the word of God and set to work at once. His three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japhet, helped him to build an ark to gather together the birds and beasts and animals of the earth. Every morning the four set out as soon as the sun had risen and kept it to work until darkness fell at night. At last the ark was finished, and Noah, with his wife, his three sons, and their wives journeyed to the mountainside. The people in the valley laughed at them and threw stones at them, but the trustful little band kept on their way and entered the ark, taking with them, as they been told, two of every kind of bird and beast began to gather in the south, great black rolls of cloud, the wind rose, the clouds scattered across the whole sky, and so black and thick were they that the light of the sun was shut out, it was like night, then the rain fell in great sheets, it poured through the valleys. The thunder rolled. The lightning flashed. The rivers overflowed their banks. The winds howled, and great trees were torn up by the roots. For forty days, the storm continued. Forty days. Of the earth was drowned, but the ark, with its inmates, was borne up by the waters in safety. At last, one morning, when Noah and his people awoke, they could see that the storm had ceased, the clouds were separating, and the sun was sending its rays down through the mist upon the flooded earth below. Then came the beautiful rainbow, spanning the heavens in the west and reflecting its wonderful colors in the great sea below. Never was a rainbow so beautiful. The voice of God spoke from out the skies to Noah, shall be to you a bow of promise. Never again shall the earth and the people be destroyed by water. But nowhere, as far as the eye could reach, was there any sign of land. There was only the beak of Ararat with the ark on it. Standing out above the water Noah sent out first a raven, and it returned not. Then he sent out from the ark a dove, and the dove came back after a long, long flight across the waters and fell fluttering at Noah's feet. Seven days went by, then again Noah sent out a dove, This time it returned with an olive leaf. Noah now knew that the flood was subsiding and that he might lift the cover of the ark and step out on the mountaintop. Then Noah and his family went forth, together with all the creatures that had gone into the ark with them. So thankful was Noah He built a great altar and he and his family offered sacrifices to God in gratitude for his loving care of them. As time passed, children were born to the sons of Noah, and when these children became men and women, children were born to them. Until, after many, many years, the valley was again filled with people, all descendants from Noah and his three sons. Now, there came a time, long after Noah had died, and so could guide his people no longer into the paths of right. That the people again grew wicked and selfish to one another. They boasted said among themselves, We will build a tower that shall reach into heaven itself. Then who in heaven or earth shall be greater than we? God was angry that these people should have forgotten the God of their fathers, and that the trustful, humble soul of Noah should so have departed from them. So, all the people were at work on the tower, now risen above the trees and tops God touched them, and behold, from that instant each spoke a language of his own, nor could one of them understand any other. Confusion followed, and the building of the tower was forsaken scattered up and down the valley, and so the Tower of Babel was left to crumble into ruins. This last section now starts the story of Abraham, and Abraham's name will start as Abram, and God will later change his name to Abraham. pleasant valley of Mesopotamia, there lived a good man, whom the people loved, and who was called Abram. Now the people of this valley were adulterers, and though Abram often pleaded with them to return to the faith in one God, they wouldn't listen to him. Go your way, and we will call ours, they would say. God wouldn't permit it to be that Abram's life should be spent on a people who cared not for the good spirit that Abram shed everywhere about him. So he called to him and said, Leave this valley, go thou with thy people to the land of Canaan. There a son shall be born to you." and your descendants shall govern the land of Canaan. Abram, simple-hearted and trustful like Noah, gathered his possessions together, and with his wife Sarah and his nephew Lot, set forth across the country towards the land of silver, and gold, and camels, and sheep, and cattle, and armies of servants. Lot also had great wealth, and when the two families came into Canaan, Lot declared there was not land enough for them all. So Lot went on towards Jordan, where there were fertile valleys and broad rivers. Here, said Lot, shall I find pasturage for my flocks, and food for my servants. But God paid us to dwell here, said Abram, and he was grieved that so great greed should have fallen on Lot. Lot went to live in the city of Sodom, a city so wicked, that God finally visited it with fire and destroyed it. Lot was not happy in Sodom. The people were idolaters and laughed bitterly at Lot for his religion. Though Lot had disobeyed God, he still kept the worship of Abram. By and by, a great king besieged the city of Sodom its riches. Lot himself was made a prisoner, and his wealth was divided among the soldiers of the conquering king. Abram, living happily in the land of Canaan, heard of the downfall of Sodom and of Lot's imprisonment. So he gathered together his own great army and marched against the king. He recaptured the wealth of Sodom, returning it to its rightful owners, and freed all the people from prison. Will you now come to dwell in Canaan? Abram asked Lot. But Lot was stubborn, and he wouldn't. Then the ruler of Salem, meet Abram, bring bread and wine. For the ruler of Salem was a priest as well as a ruler, and as he poured the wine he said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Blessed be the Most High God, who hath delivered thine enemies into thy hands. And Abram gave to the ruler of Salem one-tenth of all his wealth in token of his love for him. And after that, he rode back into his own land of Canaan. And I will pause the book of Genesis here. This is the End of tonight's bonus episode. I hope you are.